Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by investigative reporter Brian Chasnoff. He's on the show today to talk about his latest report on the skirting of San Antonio tree ordinances by developers and city officials. Welcome to the show, Brian. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, so let's get right. Let's get right to it. Give me a quick recap of your reporting. Right. So the the city of San Antonio has a pretty strong tree ordinance that's designed to protect uh, its trees and, and preserve the tree canopy throughout the city. Um, and there, there's some real specific rules about how many trees uh, developers are allowed to remove from a property. Um, and mitigate. Uh, mitigation just means that, uh, that there are certain rules that say if you if you remove a certain amount of trees, then you either have to uh, pay some fees or plant new trees to replace them. Um, so there, there's a right now they can they can only remove and mitigate uh, trees uh, up to eighty uh, percent of trees on a property. However, uh, the, the purpose of the story is to explain the, the process of exceptions and variances. Uh, this is when uh, developers want to remove more than they're allowed to. And uh, they, they go to, uh, they have to formally request exceptions. And uh, the, the crux of my story was that uh, in the last two years, developers asked for 206 of these exceptions to the tree ordinance. And uh, all of them were granted. Uh, so the, the conclusion that, that some have drawn from that, some environmentalists I spoke to, is that the, the city uh, is too lenient with these uh, requests. So um, I guess my first question is, who's tasked with enforcing them? It, I mean, it, is there like um, a section of the city who oversees them, that kind of stuff? How, uh, why have there been so many uh, exceptions? And who's enforcing all the ones that aren't accepted? Yeah, so the uh, it's development services is a department within the city of San Antonio, and and they handle all of these requests. Uh, there's a there's a fee associated anytime. Say you're a developer and you you'd like to remove more trees than uh, you're allowed to remove per the ordinance. Uh, you you uh, formally go to the development services department and ask them for a variance and. Uh, they 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 grant those, and so it's an official process. Uh, and, and so, so it, what the development services department says is that the, the developer has to prove that they have a quote hardship. Uh, and by hardship, uh, that that just means it's supposed to mean that uh, say there's uh, um, something about the property that would prevent them from uh, reasonably developing it without removing more trees, and and. The, the city officials stress that even when they get a variance, they, they still have to continue to mitigate for the, the, the extra trees that are removed. Um, the, the issue, one thing I found in the course of my reporting that was interesting, though, was that the, uh, San Antonio's overall tree canopy has uh, gradually uh, uh, shrunk uh, over the years. There, there have been numerous studies that have been done about this. Um, and, uh, so despite, so the point, the takeaway from that is despite the, the existence of the tree ordinance and, and despite the requirements that developers mitigate for removing trees, um, it's not, it's not bringing the, uh, the tree canopy 
back up to at least 40%, uh, which is what uh, a Washington-based consultant recommended the city get its tree canopy back up to. In fact, it's continuing to shrink. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that, uh, that was honestly going to be my next question. The American Forest Study by the like the mm-hmm. Washington-based consultant group, I, I wanted to touch on that because there are ecological impacts to to cutting down all these trees. It's I, I think it might be easy for for someone just reading about this. Well, it's just trees and or you know like what's so important yeah. about it. But I'm glad you brought up the American Forest Study and the shrinking canopy. Yeah, so can you tell me a little bit more about that. Well, so trees are important for for air quality and and water quality. Uh, they uh, they prevent storm runoff into uh, bodies of water, and and of course they contribute to the overall air quality in a city, which is which has also uh, been getting worse in San Antonio over the years. So trees are very important um, uh, just overall for for the environment. And uh, th- this was so. I mean, the goal is to preserve the tree canopy uh, while also allowing for growth and you know, the city has to strike a balance between those two things. Um, but the, the, the question is, and also it's probably important to point out, you know, these, these exceptions, they run the full range from, uh, the example I gave in my story was that, uh, you know, some of these are just a single tree on a residential property that the homeowner wants to, to, to cut down in order to build a carport. And in some cases, you know, it's just a few trees that get removed, uh, over the, uh, the percentage that's allowed by the tree ordinance and in exchange the 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 extra trees that are planted actually eventually increase the overall canopy on that property so some of these exceptions are are quite reasonable um but they also run the gamut all the way to uh, uh, hundreds of trees that get removed from from very large swaths of land and actually want to um, get to that the pulte yeah. group version but bef- mm-hmm. right before that before we get to that one i also want to talk about well, I guess it could be called maybe an abuse of power or, or something like that, where uh, a state rep, uh, Roland Gutierrez, may have used his influence to skirt, um, like paying a fine. Yeah. So, so th- this is a right. So this was not actually an official variance. Um, this was uh, this was different, but it, it reflected the same. Uh, what what one environmentalists I spoke to described as a culture of leniency uh, at the at the department. Um, what happened here was uh, Roland Gutierrez, who is, who's, he's actually now a state senator um, as of actually this month. He uh, he's also a developer and, and he purchased he purchased a, a residential lot uh, inside of a gated community on the near north side of the city. And there was a it was one of the last lots in the subdivision. Uh, uh, remaining undeveloped because there was a, a very large heritage oak tree right in the middle of the property. And um, so sources in the development services department who I talked to on the record described Roland, uh, you know, he was really wanting to build a home on this property. Um, and he went down to uh, the, the downtown offices of development services and was trying to find a way out of uh, a way around the tree preservation ordinance because it costs money to, as I've described, the mitigation that you have to you have to provide and if you're going to cut down, especially a heritage tree, which is heritage trees are larger trees um, when the diameter of the tree is uh, 24 inches or greater. Um, and eventually, Roland found that he actually had vested rights 
on this property. And that, that's, a, that's another, that's sort of a subplot to this story. Um, vested rights, that, that, that's based in Texas law. Um, when basically when an owner of a property, if they file, say, a plat or if they if they get any sort of uh, uh, document associated with the property, um, it could be uh, without without really any concrete plans to build. Um, that 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 really kind of uh, allows any future landowner, uh, someone who say like Roland who purchases the property two decades later, um, to if the if the plat was filed um, before the tree ordinance came into effect, then the new landowner doesn't have to abide by it. It's a little loophole. Yeah, it's a loophole. So Roland never had to um, abide by that portion of the tree ordinance. However, he he still was required to get a a tree permit before he cut down the tree, nonetheless. And and the reason for that is, part part of the reason for that is for the city to verify and confirm that he had vested rights. Um, but he didn't do that. And he was assessed a $2,000 fine. And, um, he called up the director of development services and, uh, complained and the, the director waived the penalty and that upset some of the, the tree inspector, uh, and the, uh, the plans examiners at the at development services. So there, it caused a little bit of a rift there. And so that was, that was an illustration of how permeable, if you will, the, you know, the department is and, and how, uh, how perhaps those with connections and influence can find ways around some of the rules. Well, that's ex- oh, so I, that's exactly why I wanted to cover all that. Cause it, it you're right. You, you use the word, it runs the gamut from like mm-hmm. completely reasonable exceptions to, mm-hmm. to just, a lot of leniency, which then brings us to the to the um, the Pulte group, and because that that kind of gives you a scope of how how bad it can get. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So, uh, interestingly, this this particular property, at least one of these properties, where they're where they're building uh, two thousand lots. It's just this vast property uh, adjacent to Government Canyon State Natural Area. A lot of people are familiar with that uh, that preserved swath of land um they're building nearly 2000 lots so it's it's a it's 500 580 acres so it's huge and actually kind of ironically they they didn't have to request any variances because uh they removed uh 80% of the significant trees on the property and about 76% of the heritage trees which is just enough to avoid having to request any variances. Of course, because it's such a, a huge swath of land, um, 80% of the trees on 580 acres is a whole lot of trees, and they still have to mitigate for the removal of those trees. And uh, so I, I called up the director of land acquisition for Pulte Group um, and asked him, you know, just verifying the situation. And, and he he confirmed that they're going to spend about $9 million dollars mitigating the removal of so many trees. And there were, there are a lot of uh, neighbors in that area. Uh, it's in the extraterritorial uh, jurisdiction of San Antonio. Uh, uh, and so there are a lot of folks who live out in Holotus r- right by there. And, you know, they were just aghast at the disappearance of so many trees out there. So let me, now, now I'm switching back to you, Brian, like how did you get a hold of this story first or 
Uh, well, that's, actually, that's a great segue because the, the way that I, the, the way it all started, and this was a, this story was actually a, a long time coming. Uh, it took a while to put together. Uh, the, the first, the first hint of it was um, an upset neighbor, actually. It was sort of a, started out as kind of a NIMBY story, not in my backyard. There was a, a Halotus resident who noticed the sudden disappearance of all these trees and um, was just contacted us. Uh, she had initially thought that uh, they had cut down the trees during the breeding season for the golden cheek warbler, which is um, turned out to not be the case. Um, and that's a whole other story because, you know, there's endangered species, uh, uh, you know, questions of, of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't get into that in the story. I just focused on the trees, but um, the deeper I got into it, the, the more I realized that, uh, you know, this is about uh, developers requesting uh, exceptions and variances to the tree preservation ordinance um, in ways that uh, results in the removal of more trees than is, you know, than, than the, the, your average citizen would expect knowing that there is a tree preservation ordinance. And, um, you know, whether or not these, uh, these variances are justified due to these quote unquote hardships and whether or not the, the mitigation that takes place, um, is enough to, uh, to, you know, preserve the city's overall tree canopy is a real question. And, uh, you know, when you look at the, the fact that the tree canopy in the city is continuing to shrink as more and more people move to the area. Um, it really, it really raises some alarms about the the future of uh, the tree canopy in San Antonio overall. Yeah. And San Antonio continues to grow. So I imagine it's only going to get, it might get worse. Uh, what kind of feedback have you gotten on this? Or you said you've been working on this for a while. Um, have you gotten um, people helping you along the way? Can you tell, tell me more about that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, I was surprised by the by the reception. I think uh, you know, especially with everything going on right now, with uh, the attack on American democracy and the horrible pandemic that's continuing to just ravage uh, the area and the questions about vaccine distribution. I thought, I thought folks would be a little distracted to care about uh, the tree canopy, but that surprisingly was not the case. Um, I guess people are, are, are able to, uh, um, to focus on, on things other than, than that. And they are, uh, uh, there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of concern and consternation about, about the what I illustrated in this story about how this process works. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about it. Um, your article will be linked in this in the description of this episode, as well as this episode will be embedded into the article. So thanks a lot for your time, Brian. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me.